Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 135. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. James, it is another sunny Sunday, and it's uh, the 23rd. And we are here after another victory for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I guess as a continuation to last week, you, you mentioned, like, tune in next time to see if I'm crying or laughing. <laughs> yes, and uh, we did it somehow like if you watch that game it was <laughs> honestly part of me is like how the fuck did we win this like it, it, it's honestly mind-boggling that we somehow pulled it off but it was thanks to our special teams and whatnot specifically and our defense was just going crazy and it felt like you know the packers offense didn't want it point is mm-hmm. though we somehow are making it to the nfc championship and currently as we speak uh the Rams and the Buccaneers are playing. It's like fourth quarter at this point, I believe. But the Rams are probably going to make it unless the Bucks do a fourth quarter comeback because it's like 27 to 6. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. I might like in the middle of this look up just to see what the fuck's happening and just stop whatever we're talking about. And be like, oh, fuck, we're playing the Rams or something, which, you know, we beat them twice in the regular season. So maybe a third time knock on wood, you know, hear that that wood knock there. There you go. Uh. Otherwise, uh, last time we talked also, my leg was pretty, or my foot and ankle were strained. So, sprained, sprained, yes. Much better. Walking around normally. Uh, I'm going to go back to the gym this week, and I'm going to attempt to run by the end of the week. Going to, you know, a little bit more warm-ups, like walking around more tomorrow and stuff. But trying to get back into a normal groove and just get back into the, the fit run to do the improvements I wanted to make and everything else. How are you doing, James? I'm good. I got to get back into cardio too. I've been so off on that. Uh, Watch out for holes in the sidewalk, you know? Well, that's why just, I only, uh, I almost exclusively run on a treadmill, partly just because I'm usually in the gym like most days anyway, but also like, yeah, less chance of tripping and, and falling on like a pothole or whatever. Luckily, there's a dirt path I can take next time that was right next to it that I should have probably taken. I just was like, oh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. And then it wasn't. So, mm. yeah. But you said you were playing some Gears Tactics before we... Uh... Yeah. Like, I don't know. I So one of the things I got for Christmas was the Backbone controller. And I've just been, like, playing around with that, doing, like, random shit on uh, xCloud because it could... It's actually a really good experience. Like... When I have a stable internet connection, it just literally feels like I'm playing these games on my phone. And so far, like literally the best uh, experience I've had is with Gears Tactics. And I don't know if that's because it's a turn-based thing. So it's like easier to mask when there is like input lag or whatever. But it's also just like a really like fun, good tactics game. Like I thought it was going to be at least fine. It's fun. Like it's like XCOM, right? Like it is. the same vein. Like when they first announced it, I was like, oh, that's that makes total sense because you're going from cover to cover anyway. So like it, it feels like it would be a perfect fit for XCOM style. And damn, it works. I've had a lot of fun with it. Nice. That's cool. I uh, well, we both been watching Peacemaker, which is fantastic. I think uh, honestly, I feel like I'm going to try to do an early hiatus lift off the cut of steel once this show wraps up just so we can get an episode on that out you know birds prey and wonder woman will come later but i'm just like we gotta it's gonna be fresh it's gonna be hot yeah. i'm like i need to talk i'm to having so much fun with that show it's, yeah it's great Otherwise, i also found out that yeah. uh demon slayer and um attack on titan are actually being uploaded to hulu so i think i'm current on those 
Dude, I'm, so I watched Demon Slayer a little bit before this, and I was just like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, I need there's to watch like episode. three episodes left, and I'm, I can't, it's two, are two episodes left, it was episode nine today, or eight, no, it was eight today, so there's three episodes left, like, I fucking love that show, god, so good, uh, dude, I've been playing a lot of Destiny, uh, or at least when I can, I've been playing uh, Destiny, I've also, been, I've also been trying to do Destiny, just to like, I'm at least current on the story stuff for this season so i'm waiting for the ley lines to align <laughs> i'm uh just trying to get all my there's like a, i have a small list of just like oh you know things to cross off before which queen comes out and i'm trying to do them fast so i can stop and have a nice little break pretty much like it comes out a month from now so i'd like to have at least like a three week break where i don't have to play anything until at least that last update for the season comes out for the last story quest that you know eventually will pop up but my clan up the requirements for how many raids you need to do, which currently it's like 15 last wish clears, 15 garden of salvation clears. Uh, it was 30 deep stone crypt clears and then 30 uh, vault of glass clears, which I'm like, all right, cool. I have well, I'm over all of those except for deep stone. I only did like, I wanted to say like 24. It was in, I was at like, no, I was at like 19 because I got eyes of tomorrow and the seal really fast. So I just stopped doing it because I'm like, oh, I did everything. I don't really care that much anyway. But now then I've been like working towards it. I got like three left for it. But then Vault of Glass, they raised by another 15 to 45. And I was oh, like, no. oh, fuck. So I had like nine more. I'm down to like, I want to say five or six I got left. But I, I've been doing like everything from regular to master runs just to knock it out. But I should have it all done sometime this coming week just to have that. But the other thing is, you know, the 30th anniversary is great. I'm enjoying it. The Forerunner gun, fantastic. The catalyst for the Forerunner gun is actual torture. They're making you hate life to get it if you want it fast. Uh, to get the catalyst gun, it's like pretty much like rank 16 in Xur's reputation. So like the end of uh, his tree yeah. line. To get it, uh, his bounties actually don't. Uh, increase your reputation the only way to do it is specifically dares and from what i've looked uh, i forget how much it is but uh it takes around it, it takes over 80 clears of dares to get to that rank oh my god yes yeah so you're just grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and i've been doing it that here might be and what there. i do for a month <laughs> i've been doing like anywhere from like two to six runs at a time uh, a couple once or twice a week currently uh, i'm trying to do it more just to get it out of the way and i don't i know i don't need to do it now i could wait for some time during the witch queen and just gradually get it but i'm also just like i just want this done so that's just one little annoying thing but anyway guys this is suture side talk every week we come and talk about what we've been playing and watching which you know yeah kind of just did a little bit and then we'll talk a, a couple little news pieces here and there this time though uh this episode's a little bit different we aren't doing what we've been watching and playing that kind of was it for today with what we just did it was just like a, you know just catching up a little bit yeah but we uh our, our main topic this week is news and it is specifically very 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 big news possibly the biggest news since we've started this podcast actually oh yeah it, 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 it's pretty up there honestly Microsoft has bought Activision Blizzard, and we're going to talk about that. We Like, it went from, oh, shit, well, we got our news topic for the week, besides yeah. whatever we're going to talk about for our, like, our main feature. 
And I'm like, you know, it'll be a 10 minute topic. And then I started thinking more and more about it and how many like just subtopics were within it. And I went from like, oh, yeah, this will be a 10 minute thing to, bro, this is the episode. The, the, like yeah. the episode is just going to be about this. And so I tried to get some other people on for it. It scheduling conflicts occurred. And so we couldn't have that happen. It'll just be the two of us, which, you know, makes it so it's not going to be a two hour episode, hopefully. But uh, we're just going to be talking about that. Everything from uh, the conduct that's been going on at Activision Blizzard to unionization, Bobby Kodak leaving um, the deal itself things about monopoly exclusivity multi-platform stuff with activision blizzard and microsoft with sony playstation stuff uh everything else like just everything it's gonna be even like what we want at the end like it's gonna go from i'd say the way i have it like lined up is all the more more the most serious uh topics within this will be first and gradually will kind of lessen in tone to more like it'll be go from serious to like by the end it's like fun just talking about certain things with it by the end so it's like more of a nice more light-hearted ending i guess i'd say um otherwise we do have one regular news piece that we wanted to talk about which is godzilla related which i'm very happy about and uh one last thing before we do uh, dive into it but you know we're on YouTube, we're on all podcast platforms now, and if you're an audio listener, you know, you haven't really noticed any changes. I think there was, like, one episode where the audio probably sounded worse than normal, uh, and I'm sorry for that, but hopefully everything's back to normal now. Uh, if you're a YouTuber, or, you know, a YouTube viewer, and you're watching this, and you're probably like, what the fuck, where's the intro? You guys don't have anything. It's very, like, you know, budgeted, cheap, whatever. You know, unfortunately, that's kind of how it's going to be for a while. And I know it, it doesn't feel that professional and everything else, but I'm just happy at least that we made it to YouTube in general. Uh, because before I never actually even wanted to do video and it took a lot for me to finally like kind of push into it to do this for us. But, uh, you know, it'll still be kind of cold opens like this where it's just like, oh, hey, here we are. Here's our faces. There's no like animated intro or anything like that. I do eventually want to get one of those. Like I'd like to work with someone on making a cool little sutro intro, probably bring in the music we have from the podcast intro for it, because uh, I think that would be fantastic. Uh, it's just, you know, not currently the priority. If you guys notice too, like, like I said, cut a steel up to it, down to it around hiatus. I stopped doing the news posts on Instagram and TikTok's also kind of on hiatus as well, just because I'm trying to focus on some non-podcast stuff. So I uh, don't expect anything for now. And, you know, those other things will come back before I make newer improvements to like this and other things. So all in due time and I'll do my best to make it happen. But for now, I, there's other focuses I got to get to. And at least I hope you guys are enjoying what you see. And like I said, if you guys got any comments, feedback for improvements that we can possibly do now, you can always send that at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. You know, title of the show at gmail.com. But with that said, James, are you ready to just jump right into everything? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's a it's a whopper of a topic. It is. That's why we're starting light with some, you know, some kaiju goodness, right? So uh What's cool here is this is from the Apple TV Press website. So, you know, it's from inside Apple. But uh, they say, uh, 
I'm trying to like move my phone to a good angle where I'm still like looking sort of at the camera and not like looking like this. But uh, all right, all right. trying to be professional. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Apple TV today announced a series order for a new original live action series from Legendary's MonsterVerse franchise. Following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco and the shocking new reality that monsters are real, the series explores one family's journey to uncover its buried secrets in a legacy, linking them to the secret organization known as Monarch. So what it sounds like is, uh, or at least from reading more about it, you know, you guys watch the legendary movies, Godzilla 2019, Kong Skull Island, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and then uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. This is the same vein of that. It's in the same world, and it should have Godzilla in it too, which is really cool. Uh, this is going to be on Apple TV Plus. Is it Apple TV or Apple TV Plus? I, I have it. I should know. I think it's TV Plus. Yeah, it'll be exclusively on there. Which you know, if you're a PlayStation guy and you got a PS5, you get six months free. Yeah. I haven't actually started mine yet, so I'm, I'm holding off on it. I'm just saving it, but I might use it soon because I got like. There were ways where I've gotten special codes that I also haven't used, and I will be using those first. So I, I do have a, I have multiple ways to watch things currently. It'll be cool. Yeah, um, I, I think the most of the Apple TV shows are like hit or miss. So I hope this is one of the good ones. Yeah, I mean, I still got to watch Ted Lasso, which is supposed to be my next show anyway. Yeah. Um, but that'll I'll probably be starting it soon. Uh. This is supposed to take place, I think, overall after GVK. So after Godzilla vs. Kong, which was the newest part of the, you know, that series of movies in terms of the events. But it's going to span all the way back to Godzilla 2019 or 2018, no, 2014. I'm sorry. Uh, and it's going to go through that family's, like, I guess, journey through it in the background of what, whatever they were uh, doing with the kaiju and Monarch and everything else. So I'm very curious to see what that means exactly what they're going to do with that like there's also supposed to be another mysterious organization that they're going up against my mm. curiosity is like would this include like um charles dance's organization like uh you know oh uh, yeah Tywin the, lannister aka so are they technically eco-terrorists or? yeah they're like some form of eco-terrorist and no I, it feels like they sold that head to you know that dude in gb i don't know we talked about that that's the whole Watch our Godzilla vs. Kong special because we talk all about, like, what the fuck in general. Yeah, I mean, I'm at least happy to see that there's more stuff coming from the legendary storyline because, like, the the last time we talked about this, we were worried that Godzilla vs. Kong was going to be maybe the last thing because the contract was running up. And, yeah. like, Toho apparently was not very happy, I guess, with the uh, legendary. Or I don't know if it was that they weren't happy with it or if it was just that they maybe weren't interested in going ahead with it anymore well they they had a contract for a certain amount of time and that contract was up because that means you know toho could go back to doing their own movies again i think it was stopping them from doing movies too oh weird okay. uh even though shin godzilla was in between but i think that's also why there was such a big gap there was a five-year gap between you know both godzilla movies and stuff yeah um it's hard to say exactly what is going to happen now because i think hopefully i think it's supposed to be a coexistence at this point considering we got you know like godzilla singular singular point going on as an anime and now we have this show coming up that's live action and it sounds like it's going to be you know not as crazy as the movies considering it's more like uh 
kind of a, a journey through the previous movie's timelines, it sounds like. But I don't think that steers them away from doing another, you know, big movie with like Legendary or something. Like, I think that's still on the table. I think this is just going to be additional where they're like, besides doing movies, can we expand and break into streaming? And, you know, Apple TV probably is like, well, we need something. Disney Plus has a shit ton. HBO Max is a shit ton. Even Paramount Plus has Nickelodeon. Uh, and Apple TV, you know, is doing great with Ted Lasso. They're at least, like, killing it with that show single-handedly. Yeah. But, you know, not everything there, like you said, uh, it, it, things are hit or miss. I haven't seen myself, but I'll find out soon enough. But uh, I think they're very much looking forward to having something like this where it can go pretty big. And what's interesting is, you know, it's not going to be at HBO Max. It's going to be at Apple TV Plus, specifically. Yeah. That is interesting and weird, huh? It could also be, you know, HBO Max is a lot already. Like, they're pushing their normal shows and then their DC shows. So maybe they didn't even have room for it. Or they didn't want to produce that because of how much money it would cost for the visual effects for the kaiju, you know? And Apple TV was like, well, we're Apple. We have Apple money. We could do that. No problem. Yeah. So, like, there's, there's that possibility. Um I honestly don't know the real reasoning behind it. I'm not sure if we'll ever know unless, you know, we get some insider that could tell us. But, you know, I don't think it was exclusive to that. I think it's really like Toho just can pick whoever they want for it, potentially. Or if it's legendary, who exactly is in charge of it? Um, oh, yeah, because it is legendary television. And legendary was the main, like, ones that I think are in charge of this. And Warner Brothers was, like, helping them distribute more than anything. And that's why that was. So Legendary has it, and they could just go with whoever, go to whoever they want for it. I think, honestly, that's why. And Apple TV won out over HBO Max, or they just wanted it more than HBO Max did, potentially. Possibly. Uh, the cool thing, though, is the uh, producers on it are going to be Chris Black, who is the, I guess, showrunner from Star Trek Enterprise and Outcast, And also... Matt Fraction, which I talked about it last episode, ironically. Uh, Matt Fraction is the author of the, or the writer of the Hawkeye comic I was talking about. That's actually really, really good. He also has done like a Jimmy Olsen uh, series and he does a lot of stuff. His stuff is usually pretty, pretty great. And the fact that he's doing this is just exciting because it's like, oh, we got a top tier comic writer to do this. And just that thought itself is going to be fun. I think he could bring a lot to the table here, and I'm excited to see what they can do together. Uh, Toho has involvement, too. I think some of their guys are executive producing, so it's going to be, you know, all hands in, like America and Japan, so I'm pretty pumped to see what happens with this. Who knows exactly uh, how long it's going to be till we see this show, but I'm excited for when we eventually get it. It's going to be a fun time. I'm glad we got this announcement. And it's like, you know, eventually, like, and I think in September, we're getting the Rings of Power, that Lord of the Rings show. And it's like all these shows that potentially were rumored to now are happening are coming to fruition. And over time, we're going to get it. And, you know, I'm OK waiting a year or two, if not longer, uh, to get this as long as, you know, it's great. So just yeah. excited there to see what happens. I just want to see more of Behemoth. I I don't know why, but like that one new Titan is like so interesting to me just because he's like 
a giant like elephant but with like fists and no trunk yeah and i'm just like and he's covered in moss i think that might be like the main thing is he looks like a nature spirit or something like that and i'm just like i want to see more of this guy because he looks so cool and we've only gotten like two seconds of him in like any of the movies i mean honestly if it's not gonna be a godzilla or kong movie next i really really want to personally personally i would love to see it i feel like they do mothra but i really want to see a rodan movie but if it's if it's after godzilla fights in the mudos in san francisco then that's like way before behemoth and all the others woke up well, no, it's supposed to go through, I think, all of them. Oh, okay. Then maybe, well, not, maybe I do have hope. <laughs> obviously not Kong Skull Island because that's the 70s, but I think it's supposed to go through Godzilla yeah, 2014, 2019, and GBK. There could be flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll actually get to see what the fuck happened to, like, Skull Island. Yeah. That, like, that was one of the most frustrating things in Godzilla vs. Kong. Dead. Was like, yeah, everything on this island is dead except for this one dome where we keep Kong safe. Like, wait, what happened, though? But not to worry, this uh, this business, this corporation got a bunch of the fucking school crawlers for some reason. You know, that's fine. Yeah, it's cool. This deaf girl is like the last one of the Iwi. So they're not all dead. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the the regular news news. And now to the big fucking massive news that is Microsoft buying Activision, which big news. Microsoft has bought Activision Blizzard uh, for... How much was it again? It was like $79 billion? Was that what it was? I think you just muted yourself. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought I had unmuted my mic. So I, I was like freaking out. I was like, wait a minute. Why is my microphone not picking up my voice? Anyway, so it was like $68.7 billion. I remember it being like, I keep rounding it to $70 billion. And I know it's like, 1.3 billion dollars is still like a shit ton of money but it's like i literally when i saw, woke up and saw the news i think the first thing i saw was just like activision blizzard posting they're like hey we're joining the xbox team and i was like what do you mean by that that can't be real that that <laughs> the no one has enough money to buy activision blizzard and i was like Later on in the day, i think uh, microsoft trillion dollar company <laughs> that's the thing it's like they're literally a trillion dollar companies it's like no, they, they have uh, they have money to spare. And so I guess if anyone was going to buy them, it was going to be uh, Microsoft or for some reason, Apple. I don't know why that would be a thing, but like uh, or maybe Google or uh, Amazon could have for their streaming. Definitely services, prefer Microsoft over any of those three. For sure. And it's just so I was just like this news was such a huge news piece that I literally did not believe it at first until yeah. I saw multiple people talking about it. Yeah, and like I said earlier, it went from, oh, a small news topic to this is the whole episode. And, you know, there's a lot to talk about for this. And like I said, we're going to start with all of the, you know, everything we've been talking about relating to Activision Blizzard before this has not been good, obviously. It's been all no. the allegations, the misconduct, uh, the attempts now for str- there, were, there were strikes, unionization, uh demands really for like funny. people the to one... you know jump off all the you know bobby kodak and stuff they want them yeah. out but i find it really funny that one of the last things microsoft said about it before this was uh we are rethinking our, our relationship with activision blizzard as a company or, or whatever and it's we like, thought about it <laughs> yeah we thought about it we figured out we could just buy them and get the get probably hopefully get rid of all the uh bad actors there yeah that's one of the major hopes is that like if if bobby kodak 
does not want to go on his own and the board of directors doesn't care about what he's be, like been allowing in their company as long as he's making money for them maybe phil specter can be like get out of here man <laughs> pretty much i, I bought think, your company <laughs> i thought the funniest thing was you know uh that the twitter account for the, the fake kazurai twitter account ex-ceo kazurai yeah did you see the at sony okay. who wanted to make that a very actually, strong Hang i think on. that might have been the first thing i saw and it was just like we're never gonna work with Activision blizzard again and i was like whoa that's nuts <laughs> yeah if you guys uh read check out xceo kazurai uh on twitter he's fantastic he you know he's, he's i also pretty for- much stopped but he posted- I also forgot that Kazurai isn't the CEO of Sony anymore for a second. So that's why when I saw Kazurai saying that, I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. But he, he said, like, at Sony, we wanted to make very strong and principled stance against employee harassment, which is why 30 minutes ago, we decided to never work with Activision Blizzard again, which is like yeah. 30 minutes ago is when, like, the purchase happened. And it was just... Or at least when it was announced. Because, like, yeah. Phil Spector has uh, said that Spencer. this is like... Huh? You said Phil Spector. What a- Phil Spencer, yeah, okay, yeah. well, okay. Um, he said that like this is an extremely complicated business deal with like a lot of like it's got to go through being checked to see if it's like violating any antitrust laws or monopoly laws or stuff like that. So this deal probably won't be actually finalized for potentially another year and a half. But at least they've like announced that like, hey, we're we're taking steps. We're doing this, or at least it, as long as the government will allow us, this is going to happen. Yeah. And like I said, we're going to get through all of that. Um, the monopoly stuff will come after the pretty much everything that has to do with all the shit that Activision's been going through first. And, you know, the first thing was Microsoft is now inheriting all of Activision Blizzard's pretty much current yeah. bad issues that it's got just because they're being bought i don't think that like gets rid of the lawsuit from the california department of uh, labor potentially not no and the thing too is uh the deal like you know it said some people were saying the deal wouldn't happen until like june 2023 and it wouldn't go through so it's like a year and a half from now mm-hmm. uh others it sounds like you know fiscal year 2023 which would mean like sort of that is june 2022 actually or something if i remember correctly how that's so weird corporate uh, years are i never understood it honestly i i don't i don't really know but point is it sounds like it could be anywhere between june 2022 to june 2023 is when this deal would close out and it would be official that uh microsoft now owns activision blizzard and whatnot and the thing there is, you know, all the sexual conduct, all the allegations, I think if everything progresses in time, like there's a lot that can happen before the deal's finished and before everything's in stone, because this is all when all the fights can happen. If it's just Activision Blizzard alone, you know, the court, you know, the state can take them to court. They could do all that stuff. Uh, all the employees can do what they need to for unionization, for uh, demanding more things. Whereas, you know, if it moves to Microsoft, that changes quite a lot in terms of what they're capable of doing, because Mm -hmm. Microsoft, if they're big enough to buy Activision Blizzard, they're big enough to handle a lot more than Activision Blizzard could in terms of like, you know, all of that infighting and whatnot, if that makes sense. Uh, 
I guess the two things to look at here is one, what happens during this time, and then two, what happens once Microsoft takes them. And I guess during this time, like I said, like we're gonna see what happens in the courts potentially. Like we don't did they have they said exactly when this is gonna happen? Like when is uh, the state gonna do with what do what they're gonna do with them? Uh, I haven't really been paying close enough attention for that so i wouldn't know i haven't uh, seen any updates is the thing so i feel yeah, like if there same. were updates on it we would have known by now so like that kind of thing it hasn't even happened yet otherwise it would be everywhere because not only now would it be uh it, not only would it just be you know being shown and advertised that this is occurring or whatever news comes out of it but now it's going to be amplified a lot more because of the steel because now anything related relating to them is going to pop off because it's no longer like oh this is activision blizzard news it's like well what does this mean for microsoft it brings in the whole other like thought here and with that comes a lot more attention to everything like just think about it like you know people that maybe don't pay attention to video games they didn't know anything about the activision blizzard stuff and all of a sudden they just hear microsoft bought who Activision Blizzard, what's going on with them? Oh shit, there's a lot of sexual misconduct and all this other stuff going on there. What the hell? Like that's probably what's going to happen Do to the average person. you think that might like reflect badly on Microsoft or I cuz I yes don't really think no. that's Yes and I, no. For me it's like well I, maybe it's just cuz I have a little bit more context cuz like for me it's like they're buying that company hopefully to fix those problems yes, among other exactly. things. Yes, exactly. I think but to the average person they might see that and just be like Oh, Microsoft's cool with like buying a company that is like that does stuff like that. Exactly. That that's what I'm a little bit worried about, but yeah, I it's, can't say it, for sure. That's why I'm saying yes and no. Like I feel like there can also always be just like with anything else when something happens, and especially if there's rumors, like there's gonna be misinformation. There's gonna be people just going like it's like a game of telephone. They talk to one person, they talk to the next person, and by the end of it, they're going, "Yeah, Microsoft for some reason is like you know condoning this, and they're fine like taking a company like this." Whereas like others that might know more might be looking at it from a different perspective of like actually Microsoft could probably make a lot of improvements here and fix a lot of the problems that are going on over there. Which you know once like I said, there's before Microsoft gets them and after Microsoft gets them after. Uh, As someone, like, I can't really say much, but as someone that has worked for Microsoft, I can say that they have a pretty, pretty strong HR and a pretty strong, like, full conduct of trainings and things to tell you about stuff. Um, I think that's, I don't know exactly what I can say, so I think that's all I will say. But, like, from it, I learned, like, oh, I could probably, if something happens, I would not have any issues having to go to someone to talk to about it. And I think that a lot of a lot of things people might want that are they're demanding of Activision, Activision Blizzard, I feel like some of those would be addressed just by them switching over becoming Microsoft employees, if that makes sense. Uh, not everything, of course, will be... Um, handled though like you know one of the things was like they demand bobby kodak be uh taken out he they want him removed and from what it sounds like when the deal finishes and microsoft fully owns them bobby kodak is supposed to leave it's kind of funny to see bobby kodak's um responses to all this because he keeps sending out like 
emails to the company saying stuff like, I plan to stay on as long as necessary to, you know, help with the transition and stuff like that. So it sounds like he does not want to leave and he's going to stick around until they like literally tell him you're out. Yeah. And here's the thing, like with this whole, when a deal like this is going to happen, uh, until the deal is done now, uh, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft can't really talk anymore. Like, because otherwise it's kind of like metagaming, mm. you know? It's like they're doing stuff before it happens when legally they can't because um, they're not see, yeah. apart yet. So they have to stay away from each other at this point until then. And with it now, that means Activision Blizzard still has to deal with all their own stuff. And with Bobby Kotick, like the hard thing here is how do you remove this man if the board doesn't want to remove him and he still has the most yeah. power? The only way to do that is through what Microsoft is doing pretty much because otherwise like there's no other way. And the sad part is of course with this deal and this purchase you can imagine that he's going to get a lot of money out of this deal. Oh, I mean like but the issue there he and it's already like he you know, probably has a decent severance package oh, in his, he, yeah. uh, contract. I mean like all the bonuses that came up like before, but that's the thing. He wins no matter what and this is just at least you're removing him from the board after yeah, this so like, like that you can't really expect them to do anything better than what they're currently doing uh just to keep that in mind because when it's someone wealthy as bobby kodak and you have nothing where it's like no one's co- it's not like oh he did a full crime like he raped a woman and he's gonna go to prison for it like this isn't happening so this is the closest we're gonna get to him being taken and stripped of his power unfortunately he wins yeah. in a way But it's like I said, it's over at least. He's still going to leave with probably a decent chunk of money. But like at the least, I hope that the employees of Activision Blizzard that have had to deal with like the horrible misconduct going on there with like literally no one at the top caring. It seems yes, like hopefully things get better for them eventually. But and we'll have to see (laughs) in terms of conduct like they need to get everything done now. And this is actually going to come into the next topic. But. Uh, they needed to do. They need to do everything they need to do now before Microsoft purchases them, or Microsoft finishes and takes them in. Because, like I said, there will be improvements with Microsoft, but there's things that they want to do that they have full. They feel like they have more control and freedom to do in terms of like get justice against these people or get these changes they want done. That would be like. Uh, it's like that thing where, you know, Microsoft, when they take a company, they're like, well, we're going to let them be kind of autonomous within us. It's like that. But before that's going to happen and, you know, when they say that it's usually creatively, uh, they still want to get this stuff done because otherwise, you know, you're going to have Microsoft lawyers and HR in there besides just the Activision ones. And that's double the amount to handle. So whatever they want to do, whether it's suing Bobby Kodak or whatever, they got to, like I said, do it now before things get... Oh, the employees you mean? Yes, yes, the employees. Uh, okay. Uh, whatever hits they want to make in, which brings into the next thing, unionization. Uh, that's been a very big topic as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this, but Raven, uh, a bunch of their QA testers yeah. formed a union. Which makes absolute sense. Like, from what I've heard, like, being a QA tester in the games industry is just, like, so much mind-numbing work and you get like no thanks basically yeah like you don't even get credited sometimes 
So. And this is from a article from IGN written by Jared Moore. This is a quote, though, from uh, the Game Workers Alliance, which is, I believe, what they formed. Uh, they said, we formed the Game Workers Alliance CWA because my colleagues and I want to have our voices heard and we want to see changes that reflect the wants and needs of both the gaming community and the workers who create these incredible products. It's extremely important that workers have a real seat at the table to positively shape the company going forward, said Raven QA lead Brent Real. And uh, they say, we ask that Activision Blizzard management respect Raven QA workers by voluntarily uh, recognizing CWA's representation without hesitation. A collective bargaining agreement will give uh, Raven QA employees a, work, a voice at work improving the games they produce and making the comp uh, the company stronger voluntarily rec voluntary recognition is the rational way forward and Activision put out a statement afterwards or Activision Blizzard they said uh, here we go Activision Blizzard is carefully reviewing the request for voluntary uh, recognition from the CWA which seeks to organize around three dozen of the company's nearly 10,000 employees well we believe that a direct relationship between the company and its team members delivers the strongest workforce opportunities. Uh, we deeply respect the rights of all employees under the law to make their own decisions about whether or not to join a union. Uh, across Activision Blizzard, we remain focused on listening closely to our employees and providing the improved pay benefits and professional opportunities needed to attract and retain the world's best talent. Over the past couple of years, this has included minimum raised, uh, minimum compensation raising uh, for Raven QA employees by 40%, extending paid time off, expanding access to medical benefits uh, for employees and significant others, and transitioning more than 60% of temporary Raven QA staff into full-time employees. So they're saying, we'll think about it, <laughs> basically. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. I mean... I would like to hope that Microsoft just like lets this union keep going and like allows well, for more unionization, but so that's this is the thing. If they inherit like with Microsoft, so far from when we've seen them take over stuff, they're like, we don't want to take away from you anything you have. You get to keep. Yeah. We'll just add on whatever we can, you know, with that whatever uh, company discounts and whatever whatever they got going on currently that Microsoft has that the other company didn't, they'll add into. So if they unionize in Activision before the purchase, I believe that Microsoft would have to let them stay with that when they take over. And that is the really big time sensitive thing. So you think a purchase. bunch of people should start unionizing now while like that would give them immunity. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that if they want, I'm not saying I think. I, I'm saying if they want to, right? Okay. I uh, do this. They should do it before Microsoft takes over. And I also, I had a source that isn't specifically video game union, but I've heard from someone. I'm not trying to, you know. Like I said, I just heard from someone that is a union type person that is like a representative in that fashion or someone that, you know, anyway, I heard enough sources <laughs> that uh, I heard through the grapevine. They would want to do it before Microsoft 
takes ownership because mm. if Microsoft takes ownership, it'll make it very, very difficult for that to occur. But also it would probably just make it not happen at all. Like it, it'd be like, well, we're doing enough. You know, it, I'm not trying to go against Microsoft in any way. I'm just saying hypothetically, like I'm a, I would imagine, you know, Microsoft would be like, well, you know, we're already doing all this for you guys. We're also fixing all these issues for you that you had with Activision. We removed the guy you didn't want there. Like, now you have all the benefits for working for us. You should be fine now. You don't need this. Uh, you can still try to do it, but, you know, it's us and we have a trillion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, if they want to do unionization, they have to do it while it's still Activision Blizzard solely and not Microsoft's Activision Blizzard. So, whatever time that is, and if it's starting with just Raving QA and they still have to fight just against Activision Blizzard, potentially. Like, the only way it works, it's like, you know, if it's a small amount of people, that's easy to crush and replace. If it's everyone, you know, that's going to cause an issue. And potentially that's where the workers win, is if the workers unite. Which, you know, it's a whole thing of, like, you know, workforce rights unionization, which has been a thing throughout American, if not world history, in different uh, areas. Um, just look up Banana Republics, everybody, and see how that went. Um, yeah. Don't trust America, seriously. That's like one of the scariest parts of American history, in my opinion. We killed the workers in another country. Huzzah! We made money. But uh, like I said, they got to do all this as fast as possible. They need a lot more people to do it. They need other... Because obviously, you know, the games industry is a very diverse place specifically with types of positions and who those positions work with like you're it's going to be pretty much like if the q a is making their own union because pay is different for all these things a lot of things are different for all these things some people are contracts some people aren't like you're going to see them do it the art department will have their own the sound department will have their own uh the programming department will have their own the coding department etc etc like you're going to see these groups have to do it but it'll probably be like that where they have to make it within their own group. You just have to see it actually come to fruition and who's actually going to want to do it and put the effort in to do it. So we'll see what happens from there. It's obviously starting with Raven's QA team. I am very positive that we're going to see more, maybe from Raven, but maybe from Blizzard and uh, other Activision developers. I just don't know which ones, but I feel like we're going to probably see anywhere from like, four to five more before the purchase is complete a pop be up cool at to least see. like because like i know a lot of people are anti-union just because like they're they're not always easy to work with and stuff like that and they're and of course some they but, might have their own forms of corruption sometimes depending yeah and like that's the thing like unions aren't like infallible either but it's just like it gives the, the workers amount- a chance that's the thing. The amount of work, like abuse against workers in this industry specifically is just like, you know, you, it's it gets harder and harder to just say like, well, they could work somewhere else. It's like not if like the entire industry is fucked, though. Yeah, it, it's I put it this way. It's easier to fix a corrupt union than it would be to be the uh, it would be easier to do that yeah. than to get a union. So yeah. I'd rather deal with the corrupt union then deal with not having a union at all because at least that's going to be more fixable because that's more of like in-house cleaning there versus, oh, the company that you have to fight tooth and nail potentially for years against is that's going to be much harder. So I mean, 
not to make this like a history podcast or anything, but like the, just the the bit of U.S. history where like labor unions started to become a thing is like fascinating because like people literally would just before unions were a thing to demand better treatment of workers you basically your entire life was just working and then like going to probably your like factory set up like um what what do you call them like barracks uh, i guess i mean that's not exactly the right word i'm looking for but like you basically would just like work all day, sleep for like six hours, get up. Use your go company's to work. fucking currency to purchase yeah. everything. You're not even paid in real money. And so, like, if you like having a weekend nowadays and not having to work for like 16 hours a day, yep. Thank the labor unions. And then, if you, you know, you get to, uh, if you're winning, you'll know you're winning is they'll start calling you a communist. And then they'll be mm-hmm. like, these people are communists to work with them. So that's yeah. how fucking dumbass red scare bullshit but uh god it's so stupid um yeah that that's my thoughts on that and did did you have anything else on that i think that was pretty much like pretty good yeah so that's pretty much the inheriting of microsoft taking activision blizzard like they they'll deal with all that they'll take care of the ceo bobby kodak will be gone he'll get money whatever he'll at least be gone the workers for sure i think will have a better uh state of life when they go I there. I gotta hope so. Uh, at least from personal experience, I don't know because I wasn't a developer. I was just a different type of Microsoft employee. But, uh, you know, maybe they'll even have more if they unionize and before this happens and uh, they'll get the demands met for the most part and probably have to maybe do smaller potential deals that they'll have to make with Microsoft. Who knows? But, like, this, I would say personally that they are probably better off with Microsoft in charge than Activision Blizzard. But, you know, if they want to get their work done, they can do it now before that purchase is done. Uh, That's that. Now on to Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard. The deal significance of it. And then afterwards will be the Monopoly uh, talk. But this is the biggest deal in, I want to say, gaming history, right? Because before this, like, it's funny because uh, the biggest thing I remember, at least in high school, I think, was... Yo, Activision and Blizzard merged. And we were like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> so that was big, but that I was also, just those two merging. I also just find it funny that, like, last week we were talking about, I think it was last week, we were talking about... Take two buying Zynga. Yeah, for, like, $12 billion, We were like, whoa, that's an unbelievable amount of money for Zynga. Yeah. And then, like, before that, it was like, oh, my God, Microsoft bought all of ZeniMax Entertainment for $8 billion. That's insane. Yeah. And then it jumps all the way to like nearly 70 billion. That's nuts. And it, I mean, it makes sense because like literally active. It's not even Activision doubled. It's, it just went because it would be if doubled would be like, yo, it's 20 something million dollars yeah. or billion dollars and be like, oh, fuck, 20 billion. And it's like, no, no, I see that. I said 70. Yeah. It's fucking just like, insane. It makes sense because I literally the reason why I did not believe the first post I saw about it was like I Activision Blizzard is such a huge company that makes so much money. I just didn't think that anyone would want to spend uh, an, as much money as it would take to buy them. But yeah, now, like, I don't know if you want to go into like the properties that Microsoft now owns yeah, but we could do that. It's, um, it's well, an extensive list. I found out. So I found out because 
I, I rarely go on Facebook. I don't really go on Facebook. I only go because the stupid thing will be like notification. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a, I keep meaning to like post about what I'm doing every once in a while, but I, I don't think I don't need Facebook. to. Why do you you don't need to do that? It's, I don't know. If you, you want to talk to people, you want to talk to you just talk to them, you know, Yeah. but uh, or just post pictures on Instagram, which also you don't need to do either. Social media is a fucking waste of time, but I do it anyway because I'm stupid. Uh, it's depressing and I can't live without it. <laughs> yeah, fucking. It makes it's the it's like social media do it so you don't get depressed, but it'll make you depressed because you're using it. It's a vicious cycle. Uh, I I think I was looking at one of the PlayStation groups on there, and it was an update, and I look, and they're like, "Lamau, uh, Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard," and I'm like, "Is this a joke? It's probably a joke." And because I see a lot of like just laugh emojis, and I'm like, "Oh, it must be some joke." And then I look online, and I'm like, "Oh, oh, this isn't oh my- a joke. This is happening." Yeah. So, yeah, biggest deal in gaming history, pretty much. And it brings into the question, like, is this a monopoly? And how much further can they go? And yeah. well, I guess, like, yeah, sorry, you, you said, like, like what well, are they inheriting? I and guess the monopoly thing would be a shorter thing. It's No, no, the inheriting, I guess, would be okay. faster. Just, just the, the front-facing of, like, okay. yeah. So they're getting, um, what was it? It's Activision Blizzard, which also has King in it. Yeah, I like the totally mobile company. So they also own Candy Crush now. Yes. <laughs> so uh, looking through the three, the three stems there, you have Activision. Uh, within Activision is, um, I'm trying to remember all of it, but uh, hang on one sec. It's the Call of Duty Studios, of course, Infinity Ward. Treyarch, Sledgehammer Games, Raven Software. Uh, there used to be others, but they keep getting folded pretty much. Um, there's also High Moon Studios. Um, I believe... Hang on, let me make sure I can see them all. Uh, High Moon, which... Uh, you know, Treyarch, Call of Duty Black Ops guys. Infinity Ward, the Modern Warfare guys for the most part. Sledgehammer, uh, random Call of Duty guys. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they get like world war ii and uh what was the newest one vanguard and shit um raven software they've been working on uh what do you call it Warzone plus you know they did yeah. singularity wolfenstein other shit uh high moon studios you'll know them as like the guys that did the war for cybertron games like they did that among other things i believe they're pretty much just working on call of duty now too uh, Beanox also pretty much just doing Call of Duty games, Demonware and Toys for Bob. And Toys for Bob were the guys that did like I believe the Spyro Insane trilogy and or the the Spyro Spyro trilogy and Crash 4. I want to say is what Toys for Bob did. And then Demonware. Yeah, so. I don't I don't know who Demonware is. I think that might be the Candy Crush team. I don't really know. Anything about them? I don't know. But uh, they're getting them. Oh, those were all like the Activision developers. They're kind of like all separate. Whereas, you know, then there's Blizzard and Blizzard's just called Blizzard. And of course, like, you know, Activision currently has just been making Call of Duty solo. That's it. Just Call of Duty games. They used to have a lot of other things, but it's purely just Call of Duty now. Whereas Blizzard, you know, they make Overwatch, Diablo, uh, World of Warcraft and Starcraft are like the main current ones. And currently, they're working on Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are like the next things, plus that mobile game Diablo Immortal, I believe. Yeah. And then King is 
a shit ton of mobile games, including Candy Crush. Like, I believe there's more really? than just Candy Crush. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's like a lot. It probably of different... is more than just Candy Crush. It's just like I literally only ever hear Candy Crush from them. Yeah, but I'm I'm like positive they have a lot more going on there because that's like one of the highest grossing mobile companies I feel like of all time oh, besides absolutely. Zynga. Um, yeah. probably second to Zynga if not I'm not sure Candy Crush probably makes a fuck ton of money even though I've never downloaded it I don't understand it whatever people like shit so they, they're getting all of that in addition to everything they already have which is you know all their first party studios they've been having that whole expansion of individual developers that Microsoft got to then ZeniMax which included so many different Bethesda company studios uh, and now they have this and you know that's a lot yeah and like that's the thing like what i start what i'm now worried about is like if microsoft has so much spare money to just like buy whoever they want apparently like what happens if they just start trying to buy all the triple a third-party developers like if they could buy activision blizzard they could absolutely buy ubisoft they could absolutely buy ea in, i think like i mean it's so like it's like how assume, do i beat the competition oh i bought the competition yeah and it's, that's, that's the thing is like <laughs> i'm now and i know eventually probably like antitrust laws would kick in because they could literally if they keep doing this they could pr- almost effectively kill playstation because it would just leave it i mean playstation has great exclusives but can you imagine if they didn't have like Call of Duty and like and Assassin's Creed and like all the other things that, that like like EA Sports? Like that's the thing. Eventually people will just be like, well, why would I want a PlayStation? Because literally everything else is on Xbox. So I don't know. It's that's the one thing I'm worried about. And it's kind of nice to see Phil Spencer uh yeah, making comments like, oh, I, I've I've been in communication with the heads of Sony and PlayStation. I'm assuring them that we're we're gonna we have a desire to keep uh, uh, Call of Duty on PlayStation. Yeah. And- so hopefully for things like that are really popular on all the consoles like Call of Duty, it would make sense that Microsoft would maybe keep that multi-platform just because it's like, well, do we want to make some money by putting it on game pass or do we want to make some money by putting it on game pass and a shit ton of money from like people buying well, it on we'll playstation be, we'll definitely be covering that in the next thing like we'll be pretty much talking about playstation uh in the next portion uh for the monopoly itself so uh there's a few different ways to look at this i guess like there is as a consumer um if you're an xbox player you're kind of winning here but oh absolutely especially yeah. like you don't even need an xbox you just need a game pass subscription and, and you can play or, all yeah, these or things on the X-Cloud. cloud yeah so the question like is it a monopoly currently doing this does that is do you feel like microsoft owning all their first part uh, all their in-house studios originally all those individual devs they bought zenimax and now activision blizzard do you feel like they're a monopoly now? It's hard for me to say they're a monopoly at this point, but it's definitely like getting close though. Because at this point, like it's mostly like buying uh, Zenimax 
and Activision Blizzard is what's like those two alone are so massive that it does feel like all of a sudden Microsoft owns a large part of at least the AAA third-party market. I mean, obviously, there's still a bunch of indie games that would come to all consoles and stuff, but it's, I guess, long story short, I don't think this would be a monopoly yet, but I could be proven wrong. Um, I'd say I'd compare this a little bit to just to show, like, I guess, kind of like a, an outside version. Disney. Look at Disney. Uh, do you think mm-hmm. Disney is a monopoly? I mean, they're definitely getting close there. They're they're pretty close. I personally think they are nearly there, especially the fact that they have uh, all the Lucasfilm properties. They have Marvel. They have yeah. uh, fucking Fox. I think that's the biggest thing. If they mm-hmm. got one more thing, I would consider them a complete monopoly. Like I'd be like, oh shit, okay, you guys are like. I just I think what makes it because difficult... it's like look at the fact that they just real fast look at the fact that they are pretty much trying to corner the entire theatrical market with every single month where they try to own every single month which you know i don't blame them if i had that much shit too i'd probably do that as well but it's still you know the fact that it's happening either way and with microsoft they are getting close kind of depending on how you development's a little bit more intricate like it's a lot more complicated to have time development than it is to have a movie timed perfectly for a release you yeah. know when you see a release date for a movie you're like okay cool it's probably going to happen that time unless there's you know covid involved whereas games even before covid hey look another delay so it's never like more it gets more complicated there but with the amount of developers producing all these things and churning them out the odds of like you know conflicting games or games now where they're like well this will be our january game this is our february game like you're getting actually somewhat close with because what are the their development team now is in the in terms of studios is now in the 30s yeah it's like they have a huge stable of studios all of a sudden yeah so you know if they're making things and they're all on different intervals and stuff but that that's close to like yeah i could we could put out 12 games a year and one comes out a month like that's getting achievable um i don't think they're a monopoly i do think if they got another if they bought another studio i don't think they're a monopoly still if they bought like a couple more studios i think they're still okay for the most part if they're small studios if they're buying another publisher i think we're talking um we're we're then entering a different area now because now they're like well, now we own this too. It's like if uh, Disney has everything currently, and then they said, "Well, now we're gonna buy," um, I don't know, a twenty-four. <laughs> I feel like I think that's enough. Where it's like, "Oh, okay, shit, that's that might be too much for you guys. You should stop now." Or I don't know, a twenty-four is kind of small. If they bought like, I don't know, CBS <laughs> or Paramount, I think if they bought Paramount, like that's a monopoly completely. Yeah. So. If Microsoft bought, like, Capcom, I think that's going too far at this point. Like, that would be too much. And, you know, the difference, of course, like, people are trying to compare. They're like, I've seen different comments. And, you know, personally, this doesn't affect me at all. In fact, actually, I went out of this personally. Because I, the only thing from here that was console was Call of Duty. And the last time I bought Call of Duty was on PC. 
and Call of Duty would probably go to Game Pass for PC. So I'm like, I'm going to get all these. And if they fix everything, if they fix everything and I don't have to basically uh, boycott Activision Blizzard anymore. Yeah, that'd be so I nice. can go on Game Pass. I could play StarCraft. I could play WoW. I don't want to play WoW. I could play StarCraft. <laughs> I could play Diablo. I can play Call of Duty and not care. And I don't have to pay anything more than I'm already paying for Game Pass. Yeah. Like, I'm winning. Like, why why wouldn't like, I want that? They are just making Game Pass more and more of a thing that, like, if you play any kind of games, you should probably get. Uh, I just thought it was really funny that, like, I, I subscribed to a bunch of news podcasts that just, like, general news, not video game news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them actually mentioned the Activision Blizzard merger. Not sorry, the Activision Blizzard acquisition. But it was really funny because I I got the impression that they don't really follow the game industry at all. So they never once mentioned Game Pass. And they were like, this is clearly Microsoft's attempt at getting into the metaverse by uh, like buying as many properties as possible. And I'm like, I don't think you, I think you missed the point there. Yeah, no, they definitely did. Yeah. But... Yeah, so like I said, I'm personally winning out of this. I'm okay with it. I've kind of left that hole for the most... Honestly, more or less, I would say there's still maybe little, little, little bits of me in it, but I've pretty much left that console war, stream war, all that shit. I don't care because I've more adopted the mindset of why am I going to fight for trillion, billion dollar companies that I'm already giving enough money to when they can handle everything themselves talking a meaningless argument online with people that will not affect any outcome of what of like what happens to these games and who buys them and everything else what's the point of that that's a waste of time yeah so, and i'd rather just play whatever and enjoy myself and move on and if i'm gonna argue about something maybe argue about something that's worth arguing about <laughs> instead of doing some shit online like that and trolling people doesn't make any sense so i think though like i said if they bought another big publisher after this, it would be getting into big grounds here because not like there's still other publishers. It's the issue of the fact of the sheer size difference where they can dictate more in terms of like, I don't know, I feel like game releases and everything else. They can pretty much like corporate bully other places if they really felt like it in which they kind of already could to Sony in a way. Just because, mm-hmm. like, like, look at MLB The Show. That was hilarious. Like, it yeah. went on game. That felt, I was like, what the fuck? Like, that, that, that's, like, a small example, kind of, a little bit. But that's also more, like, that's MLB, being MLB at the same time. Giving Sony shit. Yeah, that felt more like MLB just saying, like, wait a minute, why don't we want more money? And Microsoft was like, we'll give you more for Game Pass. And they're like, deal. And then Sony's like, fuck. So, it's... It just depends on who they'd pick next if they try to go for it. Because before, you know, before this happened, they were, it sounded like they were trying to get more into the Japanese market and get a Japanese publisher, which, you know, if they did this instead, you know, it makes sense. Why get a Japanese publisher when you could get Activision Blizzard? Who wouldn't want to get Activision Blizzard? And, yeah. you know, they're a little bit more affordable because of all the shit. Probably tanking their stocks. Probably, yeah. So, like, I get it. But this is probably where it should stop because at that point it just feels like they're trying to buy quality instead of make quality. If you go past this, if that makes sense, like 
think about it. If you if you ask me now, like before they even bought Bethesda, before they bought all those individual studios, and they you ask me like, oh well, do they have any good studios? And be like, oh, there's the Coalition and three four three. I'd be like, yes, they they I you know it's fine, whatever. Like there's nothing special about them. They haven't seen like a uh, I haven't seen like a killer game come out of either of them. So whatever. And even look at Gears Five and Halo Infinite still a lot to be desired at the same time like they're not hitting i don't feel what i felt with halo like one through three or gears one through three at all same yeah so all of a sudden you have oh look it's double fine obsidian ninja theory and a bunch of others and rare and you're like oh they have obsidian they have the fall new vegas guys oh shit okay well they're making shit now and all of a sudden now they're like oh we have bethesda and, you know, they have oh, Bethesda Game Studios, which is good and bad because it's Todd Howard. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, they have all them. Arcane. Fucking Zenimax Online. Like, uh, id. Machine Games. Like, oh, that's really good. They can make stuff. And now they have Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Blizzard. That's power. And... Those are all studios that can make great games more so than what they already had. And like I said, like, I, I just feel like um, at a certain point, it does feel like, like, uh, oh, these are guys that can make great games versus our guys that can make okay games. And yeah. it feels like they are just buying quality at this point over. It's kind of like quantity too, but they, they're just like, oh, cool. And well, now we have everything. And, we don't have to worry about it's one of those things that erases the we don't have to worry about like the quality of our games for what we already have because now we have so much that we'll never get a complaint again kind of like just because of the sheer amount of different games and studios we can just have yeah. dished out if that makes sense right no it's just funny that like years ago i was complaining that like oh like this is why i have a playstation and play my playstation more often is that like playstation has more exclusives and xbox just for me at least has halo and gears and now it's like shit they have like everything i play starfield elder scrolls fallout probably all exclusive now um and yeah i mean monopoly wise overall not a monopoly i think that they got another big uh publisher it would be a monopoly just sheerly out of the fact that they're bullying the market potentially. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what I see. Anything else about, at least about the monopoly itself before we move to the next thing? No, I think that's it. Okay. So with that said, PlayStation and the talk of exclusivity, multi-platform, what will PlayStation do now and how it affects them? So ironically i feel like people might think i'm crazy but i think microsoft buying bethesda was a bigger deal for playstation than microsoft buying activision blizzard it's hard to say because like really the main thing there is activision with call of duty everything else like all the blizzard stuff Except for Overwatch, like all of that stuff is mostly. 
a little bit Diablo, I so guess. So three games, three franchises. But like everything else is PC, generally PC exclusive. So it's like World of Warcraft probably was never going to come to PlayStation anyway. You know, you don't want Star- it. PlayStation players, you don't want to. You don't yeah, want that game. Like, you don't want Star- it. Please, Starcraft. Don't buy that game. Like Starcraft and Warcraft, probably never going to come to PlayStation anyway. They're probably not even going to come to Xbox. But they're well, don't play on- RTSs on your console. It's stupid. Yeah. Guys. Like Halo Wars worked fine, but it's like I'd still probably rather play that on a PC. It's just so, a keyboard. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like so. At least for the Blizzard side of things, except for Overwatch, uh, there's almost nothing there that really I would I would miss on PlayStation. So, here's where we get into it. Look, at, there there's a mix of things. One. And we'll, we'll just talk about exclusivity here and like kind of multi-platform stuff for Sony and Microsoft. And then we'll get to like kind of what Sony's going to deal with now. But looking at the past of what Microsoft has so far, Minecraft, multi-platform, fully mm-hmm. supported on other consoles, still completely supported to anything new, yeah. comes to everything, Switch, PlayStation, I, iPhone, I believe, everything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, separate game completely. Still came to PlayStation and Switch, still, mm-hmm. and Switch. So they're not opposed to fully taking things away. They did say, you know, certain things will still happen, but like, at least like there was hopes. At least you know, specifically, Double Fine and Obsidian might still make multi-platform stuff, which is seeming a lot less likely now. At least specifically for Obsidian, I think Double Fine might still get a chance, but that's I, I don't know because I think really they mainly care about PC more than anything. But uh. Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons. Elder Scrolls Online is still on PlayStation. Uh, it is a fully supported MMORPG from Elder Scrolls done by Zenimax Online. And oh, yeah, they huh. still have it. Uh, well, Fallout 76. Fully supported on PlayStation still. And will continue to do so as long as that game has breath. Now, we're looking then at a mix of things. Mojang, Mojang games. Is it Mojang or Mojang? Always, I think it's Mojang. I've heard it both ways. but uh, I'll just say yeah. Mojang uh moyang games still multi-platform certain bethesda games still multi-platform now you look at activision blizzard and of course you know at least before like starfield elder scrolls uh six are going to be exclusive and they're not going to come out on playstation we could tell already uh well starfield is uh elder scrolls you can kind of guess at this point it's going to be yeah. exclusive which you know playstation players like i said specifically with bethesda game studios PlayStation players always got the shit end of the stick anyway. So you guys deserve better. Don't even, but like, shit happened. All right. Uh, with this, World of Warcraft and StarCraft, like James said, PC. It, it doesn't, they don't even need to put it on Xbox. I don't think they should. Just keep it no. to PC. Now, Diablo and Overwatch are the two bigger things because Diablo was multi-platform that actually came to consoles. Yeah. Diablo three specifically, it, like for a uh, long time, it was only on PC, but they did eventually make Diablo three on. And Diablo four, I believe, is multi-platform already, right? They said it was like they were developing it for. I'd be shocked other... if it wasn't because it Diablo three did very well on all the consoles it came to. And then Shit, Overwatch two times. I bought it on PlayStation and I bought it on Switch. <laughs> Overwatch also multi-platform. Now, mm-hmm. this is where it gets interesting now they're both you know some semi-supported and anything new coming to xbox will still come to playstation i can guarantee that for those first first specifically diablo 3 and overwatch 1 overwatch 2 and diablo 4 on the other hand this is where it gets a little nitty-gritty because 
on one hand, these have been getting developed yeah. for PlayStation. I mean, Overwatch 2 was announced years ago. And Sony did say they want their contracts honored, and Microsoft said they and, honor contra- contracts. Yeah, Phil Spencer said has said so far that they plan to honor all existing contracts. I would think, at least for now, Diablo and Overwatch will continue to be on PlayStation. Yeah. Overwatch 2 specifically for two reasons. One, uh, microtransactions, uh, they, you know, it's money. And if it's still free on Game Pass, it's free on Game Pass. They are going to win either way. Uh, for Diablo, since it's going to, it's probably much farther out than Overwatch 2. I, I'm, I could be wrong. I don't really know which one's closer than the other. But uh, I think, honestly, if they've developed anything for PlayStation so far, there is a chance that it should still come to PlayStation. But, you know, that remains to be seen considering Starfield was going to come to PlayStation. And I think before Microsoft bought Bethesda, Sony was trying to get in talks to see if it could be a form of exclusive, at least timed or something. So That would have been interesting. I mean, considering they did it for Deathloop and uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, it wouldn't have been surprising. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's hard to say what really will happen with those. But the one, like, like I said, those didn't come out yet. So technically, there's no probably full hundred percent contract in those. It remains to be seen. Where th- those are, I would say, the only two maybes. Like maybe Overwatch Two and Diablo Four come to PlayStation. Uh, after that, if there was ever an Overwatch Three or Diablo Five, twenty years from now. <laughs> Like, uh, that'd probably be exclusive, but you know, just thoughts there where call of duty, you know, people have been talking about it. It seems like the industry is kind of split on what would happen. Personally, I think it would be ridiculous if call of duty went exclusive. That would be, yeah, it's like losing money. You'd be losing money. That's but also thing. like, I don't believe that Microsoft would make back the amount of money that they would make off of like game pass subscriptions over what they would lose from PlayStation, not having call of duty. Well, there, here's two things about it. One, like people are saying like they, they could see everything from Activision Blizzard being fully exclusive by 2024. And I could kind of see why. But here's the reason why it can't now, but it could later. All the things that Sony still gets to use that Microsoft owns now, or the things that are on PlayStation uh, that are currently still supported, are perpetual games. They're games that aren't ending. They continue to thrive and continue to live. Yeah, Call of Duty Warzone is the same thing. They can't take Warzone away, and also they can't stop updating it and it updates with each new entry Mm -hmm. of call of duty hence why they can't stop making call of duty for playstation as well and yeah like like jim said before well they could still do something like warzone is still a thing it's still updated with new content but it's used to incentivize you to maybe come over to xbox and play like the standalone title every couple of years or something like that that's the thing i, I don't i doubt i don't it. think they're gonna do they're gonna stay all the way in i think i don't think they're gonna lift it away because yeah. that would be you know it wouldn't make any sense just to make a campaign that's only played by some people because a lot of work is put into those and there's already you know sometimes they don't even know why they make campaigns in the first place sometimes like we've also, seen campaigns get skipped sometimes yeah i also feel like sony would even maybe pay 
Microsoft to still release uh, Call of Duty on their console because they still make make a cut of like every copy that's sold on their console on their yeah. marketplace. So exactly. So Sony wants some of that money still. Yeah, and here's the thing too. Like Jim said, there is Game Pass. PC and Xbox players get it with Game Pass, whereas PlayStation players will have to buy it and both Sony and Microsoft get money. Microsoft, the majority, Sony like, I don't know, 30% or something. Same with all the microtransactions in there and both companies don't want to lose those microtransactions because they would both win out of it. There is no losing there. And Game Pass does enough on its own now that convinces people like, if you're uh, someone that wants to buy something, like there is enough people probably that have already been turned to Xbox just because of Game Pass because they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I just have to pay for this one thing and I get everything here. Perfect. Cool. And now I'm getting Call of Duty with it. Dope. Uh, and Warzone is going to keep everything in there for PlayStation. And each entry Call of Duty will then still remain on PlayStation 2. Here's how Microsoft could eventually make Call of Duty exclusive. Remember Blackout. Blackout was the first iteration and then Warzone mm-hmm. was the spiritual successor, which Blackout was more of, honestly, it looked like an experiment more than anything and Warzone was like the full-on product afterwards. Um, will Warzone stay? Because it could get supported like Fortnite and World of Warcraft where it gets updated with new graphics and stuff. Kind of like there's new like graphic up yeah. patches and whatnot to keep it current or they update the engine or something but let's say if they make a new engine and they want a new game from the ground up they would then potentially end warzone or make like a warzone 2.0 same name different name who knows but if it's a brand new named thing that's not warzone then it wouldn't be something they would have to honor with playstation because playstation never had it to begin with and that's when they start making Call of Duty exclusive. But it remains to be seen if they would do that. And also, we wouldn't know about that until, I don't know how many years from now, two, three years from now at the at the earliest, when there's rumors of, hey, there's a new version of Warzone coming uh, or a new, like, a, a renamed Warzone and stuff. And that's what would happen. And it's like new engine and everything else. Like, that's when we'd see it, which is why, you know, that's the speculation some would say why 2024 would be everything exclusive to xbox so you know look out in two years and we'll see like this isn't something we'll find out anytime soon until they know exactly what's gonna happen with the future of call of duty afterwards which even then there's news of call of duty potentially uh well actually you know that's gonna come later that's gonna come later with like uh individuality the the freedoms of developers but um that's kind of what I think, at least for how it's going to affect Sony with the steel specifically of like the properties that they usually utilize. Uh, did you have anything else on that one? No, I think we covered it pretty sensibly. Okay. Now, how does Sony respond to this? Because, you know, like we already just talked about, Sony's like, honor the shit, damn it. And Microsoft's yeah. like, we're going to honor the shit. Ha ha, we're winning either way. We're getting money. <laughs> um, what does Sony do? Does Sony... Can, here's a couple things, which one was we never really talked about it, but from what it sounds like, Sony does have a Game Pass coming out. I mean, a more updated version that's not PlayStation Now. Like, PlayStation Now cards are apparently some of them are being recalled in the UK. They're getting phased out. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
there have been sneak like leaks of PS3 games on the PlayStation Store. And the whole thing leading up to it is PlayStation is, I think it's inevitable now, like we're going to see it this year, I just don't know when, but PlayStation is going to have a version of Game Pass that I think will have multiple generations in it. And I mean, like potentially all of them. It'll have games that are PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. Potentially, potentially, maybe, I would hope, PSP and Vita. And if they have it, and they don't have to have everything yet, and they can have small amounts of everything in the beginning, but imagine all of their libraries eventually coming in here, from Metal Gear Solid to the Resistance Trilogy, Infamous Trilogy, or Infamous 1 and 2 and stuff, uh, to Siphon Filter, uh, Twisted Metal. All these classic games are in there. If Microsoft didn't buy all this shit, like, look at Sony's full history of their catalog. Even without having, even without putting their new games in there, day one, like God of War and everything else, they would be having a field day because I would honestly want to play there more practically because of all the classic games. And specifically, I just want to play Resistance. And yeah, no, I have like massive... I have way more nostalgia for the PlayStation oh, yeah. history of games than Xbox. So if they could figure out how to like, I don't know if they would necessarily be able to do what Microsoft does where you could like put in one of your old discs and your Xbox just like reads it. And it's like, Oh, well he, download the digital like file. And as long as we can see that you own this game, we'll let you play it. Uh, I don't know if Sony would be let you do that on the PS five. That'd be pretty cool. Might be kind of hard because PlayStation 1 discs were our CDs, which is like uses a different laser technology, I'm pretty sure. But I yeah, but well, it all remains to be seen. I feel like we're going to see it sometime in the next six months. Um, I think we'll see it by June, if anything. Um, otherwise, what do they do now besides that? Just in terms of like, that's cool. But now Microsoft has like three times as many studios as you do. And at least for sure, like I said, quantity versus quality. We know what the Sony studios can do. We know that straight up, they turn out game of the year games practically. Usually, yeah. If Naughty Dog makes a game, that game's probably going to be game of the year. No matter what anyone else does, unless it's fucking Red Dead, it's not going to... Even then, (laughs) Red Dead didn't stand a chance. I mean, like, the last flop I can think of was uh, Destruction All-Stars, and that was, like, a smaller studio. And that wasn't even a first-party studio. That was a second-party. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, so, like, uh, their stuff is, like... Maybe The Order 1886? (laughs) Way back then. That was just the second party. That studio was bought by Facebook. That was Ready at Dawn. Ready at Dawn was bought by Facebook? Yeah, they're they're an Oculus studio now. What? I totally forgot about that. Oh, Yeah, th- that was an earlier episode. That was way earlier episode. That was like pre-100, way before 100. No wonder that I don't remember. Like, I think that was like pre-50, I want to say. I'm not even sure. Damn, I've been hoping though. for a... Um, order for 18, order 87. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> You're not getting that shitty. Um, 1987? <laughs> bro we're still let's let's get a resistance before that thanks or an infamous you know i'd be happy about that more but they have at least really really great studios and 
Microsoft now has studios that can also produce Game of the Years, but not all of them can, obviously, you know, who... <laughs> unless you're a total dude that just plays, like, it's like the Mega 64 um, Todd and Aaron Game of the Year awards where they're two bro dudes that are like, oh yeah, Game of the Year, it's either Call of Duty or Madden. Like, you're never going to hear that for an Activision studio, probably. Because no. it's like, unless they, like I said, if they go back to their creative routes and do whatever... Odds are Call of Duty is not going to be Game of the Year. The closest has been Modern Warfare since Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blizzard, you know, they're going to be com- competing with Overwatch and Diablo. Besides that, Bethesda's got their Starfield game and then uh, whatever else, which, you know, Starfield could be, but also it's Bethesda and, you know, shit's going to get broken fast. So it's, you know, you want to game that works whereas like the quantity still comes up and you think like well if microsoft keeps buying things will sony just be screwed does does sony have to buy something i've been hearing people say sony should buy either ea or uh i think it's mostly just ea because somehow people think that that's like doable battlefield that's why Mm. and also Mm. the fact that dude respawn itself is its own powerhouse like think about it if if sony bought oh EA, right, yeah you, you're respawn. getting jedi fallen order you're getting apex you now have a battle royale game a True. very successful one albeit especially top three battle royale games right now yeah uh they'd have that they'd have battlefield they'd have dead space they would have like i said a star wars they'd have a star wars game um they would have uh <laughs> <laughs> they have sims yeah okay <laughs> sims and i know it's huge but it's just not for me most ea sports that would be the big thing yeah madden nhl g- golf yeah and kind of basketball but no one wants that one because they want the 2k version so i think though they'd have football and baseball they have two of the three biggest sports in the country and fifa They'd have the biggest sport in the world. Yep. I forget about FIFA shit. Um, so a billion EA, dollar game right there. EA would be a big one for them to get. It's still also very hard to achieve because EA is still very valuable because of the sports games alone. Like everything else is big. Battlefield is big, but the biggest money makers are for sure probably the sports games. And that's probably what makes them so valuable. Uh, I would say they are probably the big four things that Sony could get is EA. I think the other one, I don't think Ubisoft. I really don't think Ubisoft. Um, I think either EA, if they want another big one, and if they want to just corner the Japanese market completely and just take away from Microsoft any chance of certain things, Square Enix. That I could see. Because they've been Imagine Final Fantasy being a first party game. I could see that for sure. I. I mean, one other one could be Capcom. That would actually be insane because how many people love Resident Evil and Street Fighter? They already mm-hmm. made Street Fighter 5 exclusive. That's the other thing is Street Fighter is already exclusive to PlayStation. So they've had like dealings in the past anyway. Uh, those are the, probably the two biggest Japanese studios. And uh, the other thing, which is a smaller one, but they have the probably single handed biggest developer would be Bandai Namco because they would get from software. And if they secured from software... They would then own the Souls franchise and all that come around it. 
that would be that i mean how many people a souls game is a console seller whenever it comes on so imagine that being exclusive to playstation people would buy playstation games uh, playstations just for dark souls or Elden, Elden ring and shit um the other big one i would say the only other big one that they would want to get is take two because take two is 2k that would be very interesting and more importantly rockstar imagine playstation saying first party and exclusive grand theft auto and red dead specifically grand theft auto online That, how do you beat yeah, that? How do that, you beat that? That's the thing. Like that makes so much money on its own that, like, uh, that I don't know. It's it's weird because like none of this really feels like it reaches even close to like the Activision Blizzard. Activ- oh no, that's still gonna be the biggest. But it's but, like, like all together yeah. though. Like if Sony just starts buying a bunch of these studios, like well, I don't think they would do. They can't afford all of them. I, I highly doubt they can afford all of those studios. I'm. Honestly, I think they could just afford one. They could afford mm. one of those studios. It's just I think out of the I think those are the big four they could go for. And if they if they were going to go for one, those are the four they should go for. Either t- take two, because specifically out of all of everything they've got, the most important is Grand Theft Auto. EA, because of the sports games, but also all the shooters and potential Star Wars stuff they could do. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix because it's pretty much Japanese RPG gold mine. And then Capcom, Resident Evil, and Monster Hunter. I forgot Monster Hunter. Resident Evil, Monster Hunter, and Street Fighter would just corner three different genres right there and give them a lot of power. Also, that would not only take away from Xbox and Microsoft, that would take away from Nintendo. Hear a Nintendo person go, wait, we can't play Monster Hunter anymore? And then, yeah, the shit's only on uh, PlayStation now, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, whether they should or not, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to abstain <laughs> personally. Um, cause that's another thing. That's another one where I win, I guess that doesn't really do much to me. Cause when it comes to those areas, uh, if it's take two games, if it's Square Enix games, even though I don't really play those Capcom games or EA games. I pretty much play almost everything on console on PlayStation anyway. So they already have me with those ones. The only thing I think I'm playing on PC now is Apex and Battlefield specifically. Otherwise, Star Wars, I'm going to do that on console. I'd rather play on uh, PlayStation. So it's like all but two games I play on PC. And even then, like, we see Sony pushing towards PC anyway. There's that, like, they're making such a big deal out of God of War going there. But um that's what i think i think that's what they i don't think they should or shouldn't i'm indifferent uh but if they did i think that's what they should do is one of those big four or just buy from software yeah that it's really hard to say which one of those would be like the most worthwhile probably ea but yeah we'll see what sony does yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's all of a wait and see and everything. Because they, yeah. they've been buying studios. It's just been strategic, singular studios for singular reasons. Like, they're not, they're going at a very different pace than Microsoft. They've been going like, a, well, we could use them for this specific purpose, for this one, th- uh, for this one thing we want this studio. 
Whereas Microsoft is like, <laughs> and just like sucks a whole like black hole into the world. <laughs> so it's been like a, you can kind of, you can tell that difference very easily. Yeah. Uh, um, and then we pretty much talked about like exclusive versus multi-platform. Um, I think this is where we get into the real fun of it, I guess. Uh, and we are at like an hour and a half, so we'll like kind of get through it. But um, the Activision catalog and Blizzard catalog, pretty much when this deal is done, there's a guarantee they're going to come to the Game Pass. And we're looking at, you know, cool, probably on PC and Xbox, people can now play Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. and Overwatch and Diablo and StarCraft on Xbox and place or on PC for all those. And then, you know, Call of Duty, more importantly, and Overwatch on Xbox and stuff. Um, I think the craziest part, and I bet it's going to happen, is WoW will be free to play on Xbox. Or, or free to play on PC. Yeah. For that'll Game be Pass. super interesting. If you're subscribed to Game Pass, you get World of Warcraft. Um, so that'll be pretty big. Uh, the other thing is look at that whole catalog of older games. Hey, we just put Warcrafts 1 through 3 on Game Pass for PC. Hey, we put whatever, what was the old Blizzard games they made before that? Those are on here too. Like, I don't remember what they're called, but they're like older games. Uh, look, all the Transformers games that we used to make are on Game Pass. Gun is on Game Pass. Tony Hawk is on Game Pass. If you still got the guitars, Guitar Hero is on Game Pass. Yeah. Like, all, Tony, like, all of it. Spyro, Crash, which I think that's the one thing also I forgot to mention, guys. The only thing I think would actually be pretty dirty, I personally think this would be actually pretty fucked up, is any future iterations of Crash and Sparrow being Xbox exclusive would be actually pretty mean. That yeah. would be really mean. That that would. It's not even like a business thing. That's that's just mean to do that to PlayStation just because of their uh, relationships with those franchises. It's like since their PlayStation history One is like completely intertwined. That is their PlayStation One history. That's even pre Microsoft even being or pre Xbox being around. You just see Crash run run outside the Nintendo office and talk shit. Like, that's a that's a staple. Like, don't. I would personally say don't take that away because that would actually that that that's fucking bullying right there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, there's all these old IPs you can see coming to Game Pass. Is there a specific franchise or game you want to see come back and basically be put on there for everyone to play? Hmm. Which one? Uh, I don't know. Like that's the thing. I don't really have much history with like Activision Blizzard other than Call of Duty. Not so. the Transformers games, like oh. for Cybertron and shit. You don't want to see that on Game Pass. That might be interesting. I don't know. I I remember playing maybe the old some Spider-Man games if they could uh, still put them on there and shit. That'd be super weird, right? But maybe. I would personally love to see uh, Gun come on Game Pass. I Gun would see. be great. I remember trying. That was one of the first games I played on 360, and I never, I never finished it. But I remember re- liking it a lot until I got into like Red Dead. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, everything would come to Game Pass. I don't even think they'd raise prices. They might, if they're like, that's the thing. They would have reason to raise their prices if they wanted to. Think about yeah. it. If they said Game Pass is just like a few dollars more a month if not maybe like a, a couple 10 20 dollars more a year game pass ultimate and then they go well you get call of duty now and world of warcraft and overwatch 
I think people wouldn't complain if they said that specifically. Just say the name of those three games and people would not say shit. And they'd be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, do it. That's that's okay. Also, you're getting all these Activision games too on top of that to the point where now they're needing less and less of other licenses from other studio, like other publishers to like purchase for, you know, limited times to come on there because um, now they have their own in-house library that's big enough now to supply Game Pass. So that's a big deal. Uh, the other things here is the possibilities because that that's that's more of a given james right like we we know for sure that's going to happen uh when they have full ownership all these past games are going to come to game pass we're going to get all this stuff it's going to be pretty cool but call of duty specifically uh, i'm trying to find the article really fast but uh will it still be annualized What do you think? Oh, you were asking. I thought you were saying uh, trying to pull up an article. Um, I am. I'm still pulling up the article, uh, but um, I don't know. I mean, so far we've already heard Microsoft say that like they're thinking about taking it off of annual releases and maybe doing every like couple years. But we'll see how that turns out. Um, I think that would be good for the studio or for the series because like. It just feels like we've gotten the same Call of Duty with like minor changes that don't really matter uh, for the last decade. Because they basically like Activision basically just set up a few studios to just like hand off. Well, not exactly hand off um, development for each game, but just like you have three studios working on a game at a time and they just like kind of timed it so that they come out every year. And with that rigid of a schedule and not like working until it's just done and a good product, it just all, it doesn't feel like there's any inspiration in the series anymore. It's just, you know, it's the next Call of Duty, buy it. So just like one other certain franchise that was doing annualization. Yeah. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And, and like, they stopped and it, it it's better because they could support that game, right? They support the games yeah. now and they're like another extra year of DLC until the next game comes out. So it's like kind of two every two years, right? And one uh, of the uh, things that like one of the last Call of Duty campaigns I played was World War Two. And I remember all the ads for that game beforehand being like, it's, you know, an incredibly dramatic story. It's, you know, super cinematic, but it's also, you know, grounded and realistic and gritty and shows the true horror of World War Two. And I didn't get any of that. Like it, it just felt like a generic action movie thing that like I didn't really care about any of the characters or any of what was ha like happening really except for maybe the one level where you play as the female spy the French spy mm. uh, but like yeah so even when they're really trying to swing for the fences story wise it still just falls flat for me so yeah. if they can cool it a bit and just have like you know, when they think of a good idea, just work on that for however long it takes and make a good campaign, I'll probably play it. Well, so here's what I'm saying. The, 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 the talk is like with the annualization wouldn't stop until like another year or two. So we probably get two more yearly entries, if anything. But imagine after that, like all these studios are pretty much in three year rotations taking three years to make these games and stuff. 
and yeah they're they're running out of stuff like i don't really care anymore i'm excited for modern warfare 2 maybe because it's like continuing that story because they have oh, characters yeah. that already make me and in, i'm invested and that's why that the reason modern warfare works is because it has established characters and if you want a campaign that's interesting you got to do that and world war ii would have been cool if it was the start of a new franchise if it was uh the start like modern warfare where they're like oh here's these guys and this is the first theater of war uh they're in north africa and then next game we're going to see them in italy and then the game after that we're going to see them on like d-day and stuff and you go through their lives like with all this and if they really want to get personal show them reading letters show them blah blah on the cutscene. like make it really that you want to like you know fall in love with these characters and if one dies you feel bad like fucking brand of brothers like that's what you'd have to do and so far they haven't grasped that yet besides the modern warfare franchise but uh if they leave the annualization let's look at it in this fashion they still have this three-year process or whatever even if it's every two years you're giving the studios even more time to work on these games but maybe they're not working on those games specifically which brings in the other thing the whole Microsoft, like, the whole freedom of developers making their own games. They, they, they have the freedom to create something and then go along with it. Like, they can actually be creative instead of be stuck to a franchise. Which, actually, you know what? Never mind. That That's not fully true. Because then we have 343 and Coalition, which are purely made for yeah. Halo and Gears. But uh, hopefully, you know, if they don't want to do it anymore, they could get transferred now to any of these 20 other studios <laughs> and be like, all right, can I work here? Um, but they now could potentially have the creative freedom to do other things like, oh, well, hey, it's your turn for now. Infinity Ward, can you spend maybe four years making Call of Duty and we'll have one other studio making Call of Duty? Uh, that's another big rotation but they'll come out two years after you. And let's say Infinity Ward does that Call of Duty game. Treyarch does that Call of Duty game. Sledgehammer. Uh, well, they're doing those two. Uh, you got two years, two, three years maybe, before you have to start making one. Why don't you go make another game, a new IP, while you're in between? Want to do that instead? Sure. Raven, do you guys want to do your own game? High Moon Studios, do you want to do your own IP? Cool. So... Now we have Infinity War and Sherrick making two separate Call of Duty games that'll come out two years apart. And now we have Raven, High Moon Studios, and Sledgehammer making three new IPs. And it's the first new IPs Activision has seen in God knows how long. Imagine that. Imagine all they can do now if they can pull that off. And then, oh, Infinity Ward's made their Call of Duty game, Sherrick made their game. All right, Raven, Sledgehammer, you guys are up. Make yours too. Infinity Ward, Treyarch, you guys want to make a new IP? I know you guys never have, really. Do you guys want to do one now? Like, is that crazy or what? I mean, interesting. I mean, it definitely... I mean, I don't want to get too much into it because we could go and uh, talk about this for a while. Yeah. And I have had very little D today. <laughs> no, for but, sure. But, like, it... Uh... It's interesting that like Call of Duty or not Call of Duty, Activision has basically turned a lot of their studios into just like game factories, which 
to an extent that is what studios are specifically just call of duty factories but that's also the thing is like they they're not just cranking out any game every year they're cranking out specific games every year and that can lead to a lot of burnout for a lot of people and like so it would be cool if now that microsoft owns all these studios and the legacy content that like activision hasn't bothered to make in years like when they made a guitar hero like a few years ago but it wasn't super great like everyone tried to make a instrument game and none of them yeah and like happy it would be cool to see microsoft be like hey maybe we could let these studios like choose like do you want to work on like a legacy content or maybe something new like you don't have to work on call of duty necessarily like that would be cool yeah so it's gonna be cool i think we like i said we won't see just like we'll call of duty be exclusive forever or we'll be multi-platform forever we won't see any changes here for probably two years uh or at least a year after the acquisition is finished um but imagine though having four new studios making new ips besides all the other ones you just like have previously bought and all they've been doing is a shooter and now they have like they've been dying potentially to make something different and now they finally have that chance who knows what they could make like what genre exactly could it could be a different type of shooter it could be a fantasy game it could be an rpg it could be a fucking sports game i don't know it could be anything uh so it's just exciting to think about that thing uh which brings me to the last thing uh phil spencer did say he is interested in reviving older ip from the activision catalog too and you know that could be things like guitar hero and stuff which you know more or less would be the only version of that that i can see is like actually a cool new thing would be if they did a vr version yeah, that'd be kind of... Uh, but they don't have VR. So. Yeah, that's um, the, that complicates things. Yeah, so... Think of all their past IP. And, you know, think about, like, we sort of got... To, Tony Hawk is gone again, it feels like. So I would say besides Crash 4, not counting Crash, what other IP do you want them to bring back? Like, what IP would you want them not to... Not as, like, a, oh, we're putting on a Game Pass, but make a new game a, a sequel or a reboot or whatever i don't know like i'd, I'd literally have to look up a list of activision uh properties because my brain okay. is like shutting down right now uh personally i would just say uh just like the one game i want a game pass i want a second gun i think the western market is not utilized well enough and i think that uh, Rockstar has done minimal effort in trying to expand upon Red Dead Online plus make any expansions that there is much to be desired in the Western area besides some indie games. So I think if they made a second gun, that would be actually really cool, personally. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, a second singularity from Raven or a new Raven game in general. Just let Raven do whatever they want. Uh, the two things I probably want currently. But I guess that's everything. Now, that's our whole talk on Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. I figured it would take a long time for this because, like I said, this is a fat fucking topic and we had to go through a lot of different things. Uh, I hope you guys like that. Uh, We put a lot into it. Uh, I actually had to read multiple different articles, but I made sure to stay away from other podcasts because I did not want other people's opinions getting into my head. This is Mm -hmm. why I kind of stopped listening to game podcasts for the most part is I just actively try to stay away from 
like being influenced at this point by like you know guys we love listening to yeah, i'm just like great Colin, yeah, uh, nice try um but even though i love listening still i'll probably listen to their stuff now after that i've done this i've like saved their patreon downloads and shit but i'm just like i, I wanted to wait um like i said this is the one time probably until there's something insane again in the news who knows whatever maybe sony buys uh if sony buys a publisher e3 i don't know what's gonna be next for us but uh it'll be back to regular what we've watched played featured next week um we'll figure out what it is and then uh We'll catch you guys next week, though. Otherwise, you can, once again, write in to us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Send us any comments, feedback. If you want us to answer a question on the show, you can always send us a question, and we'll talk about it here. Uh, that's, once again, sutrasidetalk, the title of the show, at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to the show on multiple podcast platforms. That would help us out. Uh, if it's Apple Podcasts specifically, give us a five-star review that help us, or rate us on Spotify if you listen there. There's ratings now for that. That would help us out. If it's uh, YouTube here, you're watching us on, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, you know, I'm still getting used to saying that. Uh, that would help us out too, though. Sh- share it with anyone you guys can, podcast, YouTube, whatever you guys want. Uh, that also would do some great work for us. And then follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Sutraside Talk. Currently, you'll probably just see stuff from us on Instagram for now, but like I said, in due time, we'll have it again on all three. Uh, and then, of course, you can follow James individually on Twitter at InvaderJim124, and you can follow me individually at GoGoComzilla on Twitter. I uh, hope you guys had a great time here. We will see you all next week, and I'll talk about the NFC Championship with the Niners, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Woo! Thanks for listening.